welcome everybody. Well, this week I've done a lot of praying, and that's not anything really different, but I tell you, I've done a lot of thinking and a lot of listening. How about you guys? I'm listening to a lot of stuff on the news. It's crazy things going on in this world, isn't it? I mean, it is. You think any of us taking God by surprise? No, it really isn't. But we have to remember that. You know, I looked at all different types of situations. You know, I listen to family and friends and, and read the Word of God and, and view different situations at work. And, and you know, I, one, of these, one of these things, I just go, man, what in the world's going on around here? And so that's where really the, the message came uh, this week. And, you know, when you've got so many things going on, a lot of times, just like our title of the message today is, what can I do? What can I do with all these things going on? And, you know, like I said, I looked at the news, stock market stuff. What can I do? The killings in the news of those uh, young news reporters. What can I do? Layoffs in the area. You think about that. You know, what can I do? Name it. And, and here's the question. What can I do? And, and, and as I was praying, I was like, well, what can I do about this? You know, how, how can I be a difference maker in these things? And this is what he really put on my heart. And he says, you know, so do you think things are any different now as I'm praying? I mean, things, when we talk, because a lot of stuff we've been talking about here lately is kind of out of the life of Joseph going through a lot of different things. You know, there was all types of famine and craziness and things like that on and, uh, you know, people preparing for some tough times. And, I, and I, so I started thinking about that and talked to, just looking and talking to the Lord about that. And, and you know, and this is, this is the question that the Lord laid on my heart last night when I was going back through this. You ready for this? How would you answer this if the Lord asked you this? Because this is what he laid on my heart. Am I any less God now than I was then? I about fell off my sofa. What's the answer? No. He's God's size. Am I any less God now than I was then? In other words, I'm in control. Wow. So I hope we can set our hearts in that direction knowing that, you know, God never changes. Amen. I mean, things change. People change. We change. You're probably not the same person you were 10 years ago. You know, I'm definitely not. I'm 20 pounds more than me. <laughs> Maybe more. But, you know, but we should be growing. We should be growing and uh, learning and, and doing things. So, you know, God gives us some great examples in his word. You know, we look at the men and women of the Bible, and we've been talking about that a lot. But I, I, I want to uh, really give you the background here. And I, I try to, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles with you today, that's okay. But I try to put as many as the scriptures that we're going to be talking about on the wall so we can go through there. And today's scripture, it starts out in James one twenty two. You guys ready for this? Here we go. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Don't just listen to it, but let it transform you. Let it, let it uh, keep you on the road. Let it, let it keep you straight and center. Let this be the, the marker. Let this be the GPS in your life. And not just look at it, but do it. That's, that's, that's the... Uh, the different part right there, isn't that everything? Oh, I heard that. I got it. I know that. How many times you talk to people about going to church or something? Oh, yeah, I, I read that. Okay. But are we walking in that? I'm preaching to me first. I'm preaching to me first. We got to make those adjustments. So do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So today, everybody's going to be a doer of God's word. Amen. Amen. Oh, what did y'all say? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got something going here. So. Going back again, how and what can I do? So first thing the Lord will show me, if you got your hand out, take a look at that, is believe God. And I said, well, okay. 
And I thought about this. I said, when we take God at his word, we create fertile ground for his seed to grow. When you start taking in what God says as the truth, because why it is the truth. And you start letting it transform your mind and your heart. Guess what? You're going to start walking different, talking different, responding different. Amen. Do we still have setbacks? Yes. Get back on the horse. Keep on going. And I said, what happens is this really creates a path of power and let Holy Spirit work through our lives. You see somebody reading the word and, 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 and uh, giving their life to the Lord and, and things should start changing. Now, let me tell you, we are still a work in progress. I want you to understand this. When you give your heart to the Lord, you ask the Lord to come into your life for forgiveness of sin, that you are signed, sealed, delivered. You are set in the family. But guess what? This old flesh still wants to do the old things and like the old things and all that stuff. But God is continuing to renew our mind through his word and transforming our heart. That's why it's so important to dig into his word, to keep feeding on that, to keep going on. I, I often say this, you know, when you got married and you told your wife you love her, you didn't just tell her once. It might be a good thing to tell her occasionally, if not sooner. Like now would be a real good time. <laughs> I love but, you know, what happens is a lot of times we think, well, yeah, I know that. I've got that down, and I'm just going to keep on walking. It's a relationship. Live and breathe in relationship. This just popped in my mind. Saw some stuff on the news the other day and uh, went back and followed some links and stuff. And they asked a particular fellow that if I mentioned his name, you guys would say, oh, yeah, but I won't. And they asked this guy. This just blew me away. They asked this guy, said, you couldn't ask him any more clear. The guy said, sir, have you ever asked the Lord for forgiveness in your life? That sounded like a yes, no question to me. He goes, well, I go to church. <laughs> and, and, and I try to do good things. And, you know, and if I mess up, I just try to do better next time. And, he, and then he was way out here. He was on this other stuff and how much he gave and. He was a good guy and all this stuff. And everybody was, you know, many of the people were following along. And the guy said, but sir, have you ever asked the Lord for forgiveness? And I will give this guy this. He could have just said, yeah, I kept on going. He said, uh, I don't look at it that way. I thought, you will one day. <laughs> you really will one day. And, uh not saying the guy's not a nice guy in our eyes, but you know what? The Lord is perfect. He says none's coming his way unless through Jesus Christ. This man is a very powerful man in the world. This man is, you, you see him on every news cover, everything, all this, owns most of the stuff, and I'll just leave it at that. That was his answer. And he, he asked him a little bit more, and he asked him some very basic questions about, you know, about putting his faith and trust in the Lord. And he would always come back to what he was doing. And he said, you know, God's given me a great mind for business. Oh, well. Evidently, we got a piece missing there because you need to understand something. Apart from God, there's no heaven. There's no forgiveness of sin. Right? Now, he understood that he wasn't perfect, but he didn't understand who was perfect to complete him. Is that, did that come out right? He didn't understand. It was a disconnect to say, you know what? The Lord is my Savior. I've asked the Lord to come into my life, and I asked him to guide my steps. Now, you know what? I'm sure there's a lot of people to give the lip service. But here today, I'm going to ask you, have you 
We're going to start right out here with the main question. Right? Have you asked the Lord to come into your life for forgiveness of your sin? Amen? That's the starting point. And what I mean, it is finished as far as your salvation. But then we're going to grow. We're going to walk and we're going to go. And, you know, and, and that's, so what can we do? We can trust God and believe God. I didn't want to get sidetracked on that. But so many people sat in this full auditorium and they were just following along with what this guy said. And I go, that's not right. The man was trying to help him. The man was not trying to embarrass him. The man was trying to give him the pieces of the puzzle. That's what we do as Christians. Hey, look, do you know that, you know what, our sin separates us from an amazing and holy God? Do you know that there's only one remedy for sin and his name is Jesus? Do you know that Jesus Christ came and bore our sin on a cross and rose on the third day so that when you put your faith and trust in him, that he forgives your sin for all eternity? Now, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go back to what the man said. He says, the Lord has given me, uh, he said, God has given me a great mind for business. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you missed the best deal going, man. That's the best deal going. When, when God says, I'll tell you what, I'll take your filthy rags, mine, and trade them for my robe of righteousness. All you got to do is say, I trust you. I believe you. Lord, save me. And you walk away from that deal? Not me. I can tell you what, I went to school and I did okay in school, right? But I knew a good deal when it was coming. And there's no better deal than Jesus, amen? And I don't, I don't, when I'm saying that, I'm just trying to get on this level where people are talking about business. I'm not dismissing about how grand our salvation is. But I'm going to tell you what, what can we do? We need to believe God at his word, amen? Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. Because you know why? Look at this. Wrong believing produces wrong actions, doesn't it? If I don't have the whole story, if, I don't, if I'm not getting the truth, guess what? It's, if, if my GPS is messed up, I'm going to end up at the wrong location. And I'm going to tell you what, you do not want your GPS messed up when it comes to eternity. Amen? So we go to God's word, God's perfect standard. That's what I call the GPS, God's perfect standard, his word. That's how we weigh on everything, all those things, all right? So wrong believing produces wrong action. I said your feet will follow your faith. If you get something in your mind deep enough, it will sprout up and grow. I said, you got to watch what you feed your mind. You got to watch what you listen to. You got to watch what you, what you see. Now, I'm not telling you to go home and bash your TV in, okay? Some people just go over the top. What I'm saying is, do you set God's word as the priority for your life? That's what I'm saying. Is that the filter we run everything to, through? You know, Thomas and Alexa's getting ready to get married, and I, I marry some folks from time to time, and I sit down with them, and dear old dad interjects a few things, and I, I said, you know, you know, different things we talk about. And number one thing I'll ask people if, if they talk about getting married, I go, where is God in your relationship? What? I don't care how pretty she is, how handsome he is, or all this good job. All these are, are great. Where is God in your relationship? And then I asked this, and I usually help the guy out, right? I usually help the guy out. And I said, I'll ask the girl first. I said, what is the, the, the most amazing thing you like about your man? And they said, oh, he's just wonderful and this and that. And what's the most wonderful thing you like about your girl? Oh, she's beautiful and she's caring and all this. And I said, that's great. And I said, what's the one thing that you would change about your sweetheart? And they go, <laughs> <laughs> they start looking back and forth and you can just drop a pin. And then if they're honest, they'll say, well, I, I, you know, this, this little area, it's not a real big thing. 
this little area over here, you know, that, that could be tweaked. And then the guy said, well, if he's smart, he'd probably say, everything's great. No. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm teasing him. But there's a fair amount of truth in that, but I'm going to get to that. And he says, well, you know, maybe this little area. I said, I've been married a long time. Those two things that you guys just said will probably be what you fight about the most. Amen? I'm telling you. I don't care if you let the dog out and something happens. It's going to come back all the way back around to that one thing. So it's good to talk about that thing, whatever it is. You know? What did I say here? Wrong believing produces wrong action. If you think you're going to change somebody, the chances are what? Not so good. Who can change somebody? God. Jesus Christ. From the inside out. Some, how many people have been married a long time and know that sometimes we wish God would change them faster? <laughs> Thanks for not raising your hand, baby. <laughs> but you know what? He's working on us too. But let me tell you something about this. God loves you where you are right now. Right here, right now. So all the pressure's off. You don't have to clean up, grow up, act up. Just need to receive Christ at his word. Amen. And he'll take care of the rest. He seals us and takes care of it all for us. Let's keep on going. So, what's going on here? If you believe the wrong thing, you'll start following the wrong thing. You'll start walking in the wrong path. The next thing you go, how did I get here? Right? It's a step at a time. But I want you to look at this. Joseph, as we were talking last week, Joseph stayed full of the Lord. Joseph had a few setbacks. Amen? When your brothers put you in a pit and sell you into slavery, that's not good. When you get taken into uh, the, one of the highest ranking soldiers uh, to, to take care of his house and his wife lies on you and you end up in jail, that's not good. And when people say, hey, man, I'm going to come back for you. I'll get you out of jail. And they forget about you for another two years. That's not good, is it? But you know what? He kept his eye on the promises and the dreams that God put in his heart. Are you keeping your eyes on the promises that God's put in your heart? You say, well, I don't know what the promises are. Open this word. Eternal life, health, strength, forgiveness, peace, fruit of spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All those things are available because we have a relationship with the Lord. How do, we, how do we feed on that? How do we foster that? How do we grow that? We continue to feed ourselves on the word of God. We continue to come and meet together so that we can grow. We come and, and meet on, on Tuesday nights or whatever night that, that it is for us. It's Tuesday night. And we grow in the word of God. And we don't just, we, we're not just hearers of the word, but we become doers of the word as it transforms our mind. Amen? And our hearts. So that's what I hope we take away today. But Jason, Jason. Joseph, I thought I was at work. Joseph, <laughs> my buddy at work, I say, you got my Joseph stayed full of the Lord. Let's keep on rolling. If you can trust God, this is what the Lord showed me this week. If you can trust God for eternal life, can't you trust him with your current situation? Oh, that's a good place to say amen. I want to get a drink of water on that one. Sometimes I have to go back down and just, just, just get to this. When things are not going right in my life, I have to think about this right here. Now, wait a minute. If the God of all creation that we just sing about knows every hair on my head, every star in the world, knows how much oxygen we need to breathe, everything, can he take care of my situation? Absolutely. 
Is he worried about my rent money? God is not wringing his hand up there in heaven. Man, I hope he's got enough for rent this, this morning. You know? I never minimize what somebody's going through. What I want to do is offer you hope, and I want to offer you the tools to grow in your relationship with the Lord. That's what I hope you hear today. So think about this. If you think about whatever your situation is in your marriage, relationships with your children, your work situation, your health, or whatever it may be, and, and put it up against that statement right there. And really what you're doing is putting it up against the backdrop of the cross because he said it's finished. I'm going to read it again. If you can trust God for eternal life, you're going to trust God for all the days it's going to keep going. How long is eternity? Forever. If we can trust him to hold our salvation secure with him forever, you think he can get us through this thing? Absolutely. Because when you get that in your mind and in your heart, let me tell you, it starts changing our perspective of how we deal with others and how we continue to move forward. What can I do? We can believe God. Amen. We can trust God. I had a few things I wanted to share out of, out of here. I said, you know, when we talk about staying full of the Lord, I jumped ahead a little bit. I said, can you tell the difference when you miss church? I'd be real nice if everybody said, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Can you tell the difference when you shut the Bible for a few days? Because then you start, what, drifting and drifting. Hey, let me tell you, let's face the facts. Even when we're in church and we're reading the Word, we can get that nudge. We can get that the tide of life starts to pull us a little bit. But I'm going to tell you what. As we anchor ourselves to the Word of God and the things of God, let me tell you, we're going to hold on, Right? I said, you know, and you think about this. I said, you know, even when we skip our prayer time, all those things. I said, but you know what? God didn't leave us, but we continue to squelch him out. We, we turn off his guidance. We, we turn down the volume on things, and we tend to raise the volume on me, on my stuff. But it's what I want, and I don't feel like that. I don't feel, you, you see, what does that ever happen if y'all's on? Sometimes I don't want to do well. I think I Look, I, I keeps coming up, man. You know, but when we start saying he, I always say I can't, but he can. So I want us to, to continue to look at that. What can I do? We can trust God. Is he faithful? Amen. Do we have his word on it? Amen. Did he pour out his blood for our sin and, and, and rise on the third day? Absolutely. So you know what? I think, uh, I think we can trust him. How about you? Let's keep on rolling here. I want to read a little thing off my handout that I had there. You want to write it down or whatever God's showing you, you can write it down. But this is what my takeaway from this slide was. Under the Believe in God, I said, our biggest, most powerful thing we can do in this life is believe God. Is believe God. I can do, I can build a whole lot of skyscrapers. I can do a whole lot of different things in the world, so to speak, or a man or woman can. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to make any difference on Judgment Day. And, and it's hard for people to get their mind around that. Well, I've built hospitals and I've done this and I've done all these things. And the Bible says that your works are like filthy rags. So if you're trying to work your way to heaven, let me give you a break here, newsflash. You can't. You can't. So take that time and energy and just put it into the Word of God. Into your relationship with God. Right? What can we do? We can trust God. We can believe God. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, we're cutting through this thing. i got a lot of scriptures for you today to encourage us. The next thing the Lord will show them, we can be committed. All right? Now, we're doing a lot in James today, so I want to encourage you guys for homework this week to spend some time in the book of James. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Amen? There's going to be a lot of things that you can build yourself up on. 
But James 1, 23 through 24 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away. He has immediately forgotten what kind of person he is. What do you, what do you mean? It's like coming here on Sunday, hearing the word of God, and then going out and living any way you want. It's quiet on that, right? Today, I hope that whatever we talk about today, what the Lord is showing you, that we can take that and take a practical application in our life right now, right here. Bring you to a point of decision. Apply the word. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Lord, what is it that you want me to take away from that sermon today? Lord, what are you showing me today? I've been preaching for quite a while now, and people say, man, you know, when you said this, you spoke right to my heart. And I said, you know what? That's God working. It's not a buddy thing. It's God working. I just, we pray over this message. You guys are praying about it. Before you get here, you're praying when you're here, that God would use us as a vessel. It's about what God's doing. God's speaking through us, through the songs, through the serving, right? Through the prayers of others. But that's what's so amazing that God has for us. I got a few more things here. I, I had a couple of other uh, scriptures. I don't have it on the board, but I, I'm going to read it to you. It's James 1, 5 here and a few other verses. It says, we as believers must hold the course here. I said, there's no need to waver. Don't be a doubter. So here's the word. It said, but if any of you lacks wisdom, anybody lack wisdom sometimes? I'm going to tell you where to get it right now. You ready? James 1, 5. It says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask a God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But, here we go. He must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. When we come and we ask the Lord, and we take his word and we say, Lord, your word says this. I'm going to trust you on that, and I'm going to stand on this promise, Lord, that you have for me. And then we just hold on. You know, when we start wavering, maybe we will, maybe we won't, and all these things, I want to build our faith to, to know that we can trust God. What was that statement? If we can trust Him for all eternity, can't you trust Him with your situation today? Even if we don't understand how He's going to work it out, even if it looks like there's no way out, like that pit that Joseph was in, like that jail that Joseph was in, we can have confidence in Christ that He's going to bring us through. Has anybody ever been in that pit situation? Hands everywhere, I imagine, right? It's rough. And I tell you what, it's, it, and most of the time, it's pretty lonely. And sometimes you're thrown in the pit with a lot of folks, but I'll tell you what, when it's all stripped away, it's you and God. Amen? But I want to tell you this, he's more than enough, and he won't leave you there. Your buddies might crawl out and say, hey, I'll check on you later, Right? But if they're really afraid, come on now, I'm telling you, I've, I've had those friends. And I've had friends say, I'm coming back. And they come back. You know? That's the type of friend I want to be. I want to be the guy that says, hey man, I'm going to do, do what I can. Look, look. And when I find that treasure, I'm going to come back. You know what the treasure I found? It was Jesus Christ. That's why I go as hard as I go. That's why we do what we do. That's why when somebody calls, I very seldom does it go to voicemail. You know? I can't catch all of them, but I try to follow up. And you know, if there's something that I can do, I want to do it. But here's the thing. It's not so much what I'm doing. It's what God will work through us if we're willing. I want to make sure that God's getting all the glory for this. Do you understand? I, want, I know the answer to saving souls is Jesus. I don't want to take that and just put it under a basket. He says, don't take that light and put it under a basket. You know? 
Man, I tell you what, when I was playing music, we'd have a lot of people come out, 200 people, 300 people. The doors, man, you can't get all the people in there and everything else, and you're making noise and all these things, and I wasn't doing anything to help anybody. Maybe the guy that owned the club. But then when I found out about the good news of Jesus, I wanted to tell everybody. How about you? I wanted to tell them. But guess what? Don't get discouraged because everybody don't want to know right now. But you know what? That doesn't mean we stop. That doesn't mean, like I said, we put them in the headlock to tell them about Jesus. But you know what? You can love them to the Lord where they're at. And if they ask you, why do you believe what you believe? Always be willing to give a testimony. You don't have to give them 27 miles of rope. You know? You just say, you know what? This is what God's done in my life. This is what God's word says. And be committed to that. Be doers of the word. And when we go and ask for wisdom and pray about something... I've seen in my life, there's a lot of times I don't necessarily hear a yes or a no, but I will have a peace or I'll have an uneasiness about something or a situation. And as I continue to trust God with those things, he has a way of working them things out. You know, it's, it's amazing when you see people go through stuff and, and they are <laughs> believers and, and they got a pretty heavy load, but you might not ever even know that if they choose to share it with you and go, my goodness. How many people have heard something going on in somebody else's life and said, man, if that was me, I don't think I'd be bald-headed by now, you know? And you go, my goodness, how in the world do they keep going? Well, for those who believe, they are committed to what God's Word says. And they're going to see it through because God's faithful. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. I love this scripture here. It's a good one to file back and keep it on your heart. Psalm 37, 5 says this, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. I'm going to talk about that for just a minute. I said, look what moves the heart of God. It's a committed faith in Him. It sets God into action on your behalf. I said, God's love is committed to you. You ever looked at that? God's love is committed to you. He says, I love you because I love you because I love you. Not because of anything else. I always say this. God sees your best on your worst day. He's willing to look past all the yuck in our life. And say, you're still worth it. Isn't that, isn't that good news? Is that good news? Because I'm going to tell you, your family will hang for a while at times and they're trying to hang. And sometimes they just, I can't go no more. And you know what? They probably can on their own. Your friends will say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when things get bad, they go, no, 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 no. You ever seen that? Yeah. Hey, amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, I, this is the sermon for today, isn't it? You know? But God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That does not mean we won't have some bumps and bruises. It may even look like everything's stripped away. It may look like, Lord. I had a friend of mine. Uh, he went through a bad divorce. He was raising two teenagers. And he would get his boys every other weekend. And I called him one day. I said, man, I thought you were going to come by today, man. See what's going on. And he finally answered. answered he goes, I had my sons today. And I tried to undo everything that was going on all through the week. And he said, buddy, I drove to a field and got out and go, what's going on? Help me to be that dad. He was just real honest about it. He wasn't real happy about it. And I'm not putting down other parents. But that situation, he had come to the end to know, you know what? I'm doing everything I can. But Lord, I need you. I need you to show me how to make these young men young men. 
I need you to show me how to be patient. I need you to, 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 to help me. But see, if he wasn't committed to that love, if he wasn't committed to knowing that God wouldn't leave him, he probably wouldn't be screaming out the Lord, right? How I many know it's all right to holler out to God, right? And I'll be honest with you, I know sometimes we holler at God. But I will tell you this, God knows you better than anybody. He understands better than anybody. So you know what? If that's something that you've done before, say, Lord, forgive me. But I need you. I need you to show me. I need you to help me. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Doesn't say, well, he might. Maybe he will or maybe not. You know, people say, God works in mysterious ways. You never know what he might do. Well, the word says if I commit my way to the Lord and trust in him, he will act. He's going to act on my behalf. He's going to act on your behalf. Amen. It might not look like the, the, the way you think or the time frame, but I'm going to tell you, stay the course with the Lord. Amen. Let's keep on going. Pour in some word today. James 1.19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Woo! How many know we, we wish we'd have got a hold of that one real early in life? Amen. Amen. We could use a, use a little lesson on that every now and then. I need that on a wristband. Right? <laughs> or a teacher. You know? I'll tell you what. Understand this, dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. We miss that sometimes, don't we? Man, you can go to zero to 60 when you get mad, can't you? I can't believe they said that. You know? I said, man, that's a good word for us to hold on to. I said, get committed to God. You know why? Because it's worth it. Amen? Get committed to God. It's the greatest investment we could ever have. Amen? It's, it's nothing better than what we can do as, as we just trust God. And you know what? He's laid it all out in his word. He's made the way while we just trust him. Everybody doing good? Here we go. All right. Now, I, I, I want to spend a little time on this. Be gracious. Easier said than done, isn't it? Be gracious. So I got a question for you. How well do you reflect the gracious, graciousness of God? I thought about this, and I said, if I ask someone who knows you well to describe you, would gracious be a word that they use? Quiet in here. <laughs> it's quiet in here, right? You see, you know, now I want to say this. Being gracious does not mean being a pushover. I know some gracious people, and you try to take advantage of that, Party's over, right? But are we gracious? And, and I think about so much. I, I, want, I want to ask you this. When Christ walked to earth, was he gracious? He went around healing all, right? He didn't go, nah, I don't think we're going to heal you today. Right? He was touching lives. He was speaking into lives, right? Over and over, we look at that. Pray for discernment. I know when I was doing street ministry years ago, I did that for two, two years, most every Saturday down in East End. And we would give sandwiches out and Bible tracts out and pray for people and everything else. And the number one thing that I would pray for was discernment, okay? I hear people say, well, they just want your money and people just doing drugs and they just, they just, well, guess what? There's probably a lot of truth to that, but not all of them are like that. Not every situation is like that, amen? It's not. So when somebody comes up and says, hey, man, buddy, what's going on? I go, hey, man, how can I pray for you? Well, man, you know what? I need $7.58 for the bus. 
I said, okay. The Lord said, tell me to go buy the ticket. I said, well, let's go on over here and I'll buy the ticket for you. Uh, well, I said, well, I'll just pray for you today. How about that? You want a sandwich? How can I pray for you? See, see, you didn't want that. Want the pine, right? Pray for discernment. Pray for these things. I will tell you this, that throwing money at everything doesn't fix everything. That's a tool. And it can be used in a mighty way. But I can tell you there's been things that, that, that I could use over the years that money did help the situation. Somebody to help out or, uh, you know, uh, the raise came through or something sold or whatever. And that was the tool that God choose, chose to use. But I want to tell you what has helped me more than anything else. Somebody speaking a word into my life in season. Amen. And that word that they spoke into my life, I can use that every day when the money's gone. When the stock market's down, I can still use that word. Hey, did you pray about it? Did you trust God about it? Did you ask God about it? And now let me ask you this. In those times, we're talking about being gracious. See, things in, in life, as you all know, can make you or break you. There's things that happen in life and you go, man, I went through this and I don't want anybody else to go through this, so I want to help this person. And then the other side of the camp said, I went through that and nobody helped me, so you're on your own. You know, so things in life can cultivate your heart for the seed of God to grow even greater or the things in life can harden your heart. And when the seed of God is spoken, the word of God is spoken, it bounces off. But I hope today as we look at the word of God, it cultivates your heart for what God has for you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just hope today that we can get a picture of that. Let's keep on going. God's still molding. Amen. I said, ask the Lord to reveal your gifts. See, a lot of times people, when we talk about money or things, they think money, gifts, that, all those different things. Let me tell you, I want to talk about something a little bit deeper. Look at this here. Let me read this scripture to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, The spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You got something. Tell somebody, I got something. And it's something good that God gave me. And I can share it with the body of Christ. That's why it's so important to come to church. That's why it's so important. He says, don't forsake the fellowship. That we can come and, and do things and mold things and, and somebody can speak into your life. And you say, well, I'm not a, uh, you know, one that, that knows this about the Bible or that about the Bible. But you know what? you got a situation that God walked you through. And you can speak into somebody's life a whole lot better than I can. Maybe you've been through a loss of a loved one. Maybe you've been through a loss of a child or one of these things and something maybe that I haven't been or whatever because I was like, well, you ask the pastor. Ask that, you know. I mean, but I want to tell you that there's importance in your life. I'm telling you that there's a gift in your life no matter who you are. God has chosen to put something special in your life. What's the word said? It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. When we call on the name of Jesus, God's got a plan in our life. There's something that he can use you for to further the kingdom. There's something. Well, I don't play guitar. Okay. Well, I don't sing. Okay. Well, I don't work the website. Okay. But you know what? Can you pray? Absolutely. Can you encourage somebody? You'll be surprised. Think about for just a minute the things in your life, the little things that make a difference. Amazing. I've shared this before. In my guitar, in that guitar, in 2006, my mom and dad bought that guitar. Nice. Somebody, John said, you got a new guitar? I said, no, I don't, I don't really be able to get one like that. Nice. Right? 
But this is the thing. I don't care anything about that guitar but this. There's two notes in there. One for my mom, one for my dad. I care everywhere I go. That's important. Just a couple of one-liners, right? They'll make them guitars. They'll make new strings. They'll make new drums. They'll make all that. But the word that my family spoke into my life when I needed it the most was priceless. What about the word that God speaks into your life on a daily basis? Are you open to that? Are you gracious to share that with somebody else? I hope so. Because those are the things that you know what? No one can take from you. No one can take that from you. But you can build upon those truths of God's word. I asked it earlier, was Jesus gracious? Yeah. Want to be like Jesus? He was gracious. Was he a pushover? No. Right? He laid it down there and he went on in. But if he saw a need and he can do something about it, he did something about it. Let us be that type of church. Let us be that type of believer that if we see a need that we can jump in and do something, let's do it. And it might, might, all, it might not always be money. It might not always be, I don't know, this, that, or the other thing. But pray for discernment and ask God to use us in a way that we can be gracious and that we can make a difference in somebody's life as we go on. Let's take a look at this. Matthew 7, 7 and 8. It says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Man. Take time to encourage people. One of the first messages that I ever spoke, and I'll share that real fast here. Uh, I went to Richmond, and a buddy of mine, had, uh, his brother had a church. He said, hey, man, they want you to come play some music and speak. I said, I can play some music. I don't know about speaking. So I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I asked, and I was seeking, and I was knocking. And I had me a whole page of notes. I got a lot more than a page of notes here, let me tell you. So I got there, and this was one of these churches that they preach all day long. So I got up there, and I did a few songs. and said, well, we're going to have Brother Buddy Chapman come up and say a few words. Man, I'm asking and seeking and knocking. It's a progression. And, you know, I want you to see this here. It's a relationship and everything else. And I was like, whoo, all right. He said, that's real good. I said, okay, we're going to pass the offering around, and then Brother Chapman's going to come back and preach his sermon. <laughs> I said, what? I'm out. Woo! Let me tell you, that little room got so big, the, the 20 people turned into 900. My legs were shaking, and my buddy was going, my buddy went with me, and he was in the back going, because I went over the whole sermon on the way. He knew it better than I did. <laughs> what you going to do? I'm asking, I'm seeking, and Lord, I'm knocking. Oh my gosh. So, you know what I did? I told him what God had been doing in my life. I just told him, I say, uh, let me tell you a little bit about my life. And I just shared with them. And I shared with them. And God brought forth a wonderful woman that was probably 90 years old that had a squeeze box. I've told you before. And she started amen and everything. And I, I said, you know, I don't think I can say anything better than sister such and such. Go ahead and take it. <laughs> I didn't have anything left, but it was more than enough when I started pointing all the praise to God. So, so in this, this statement here, being gracious is this. As we prepare our hearts for whatever is going to be out there, God already knows. Right? 
and you say, I don't know what I'm going to say, or the conversation is going this way and you were going that way, God will still provide. When we ask Him, when we're asking, you know what? We've got a part to play. We go, Lord, Lord, help me. When we're seeking, we go through His Word. And then when we're knocking, we're standing on His Word. Lord, I'm bringing this to your remembrance, Lord. Help me today. Help me with these things. So we can believe God. We stay committed to God. And I think as a result of that, we will be gracious in our life. We will be gracious. People will know you by your fruit, the Bible says. Right? Have you ever worked with somebody and said, they must be a believer? Have you ever worked with somebody and said, I think they were supposed to be the believer? Got quiet there, right? I pray that when we leave here, and I understand we all missed the mark on preaching to me first. But I pray that we make those adjustments in our life. And not allow the enemy to continue to just... Turn the screws on us and just make it tighter and tighter and say, man, I'm just guilty about that. I feel guilty about this or that. You know what? Bring it to the Lord, the Lord, and you deal with that and move forward. Because I'm going to tell you what, we're no good to God all balled up saying, I can't. When we open our hearts and allow God to cleanse us and wash over us, guess what? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? So we we'll give you a little something to take away again. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourself. Do what it says. I said, I wrote the statement down last night. I said, you might not be able to help everyone you meet. But to the one you do help, it makes all the difference in the world. All right? For the one that God puts in front of you to deal with today, ask the Lord for grace, for mercy, for the words. I don't know who that might be. You know, might know exactly who God has put it in your path. Right? But you know what? Ask the Lord to help you. I mean, start today practicing kindness. Right? How hard is that? Treat somebody else like you'd like to be treated. And expect nothing in return. I had to put that in there. Because you know what we'll do? Well, I did that for him, and I did that for her, and I did this. What's in it for me? You know what's in it for you? That you responded Christ-like. If God's nudged you to do something... Trust them enough to do it and watch how it works it out because it's going gonna, it's gonna to bloom. And I, I, I said one of the ways to, to, to practice graciousness is this. Remember what Christ has done for you. Remember what Christ has done for you. When I don't want to do something, I have to think, man, you know, look at all that God's done for you. It's not a guilt trip. It's not anything like that. When I start thinking about all the things that God brought me through, I'm thinking, man, how can I say No. How can I not do that? And I don't mean you got to do every single thing. Pray for discernment and be used by God as God leads the way. Right? And, and follow, follow that out. Count your blessings. And I said, look at this. Remember what others did along the way. Look at that. We can look back at the life of Joseph and David. What can you do? You may be surprised the difference you can make in somebody's life. Most of y'all heard the story many times, and I won't linger here. A church gave me a Bible track in 1995 on Halloween night. I've got a long way to go, but I'm going to tell you what. I never dreamed in my entire life that I would have the privilege of standing here speaking before you on behalf of the Lord. When they handed me that, all I knew was, I need Jesus. That's all I knew. I just knew that the guy they were talking about that was the sinner, that was me. And actually, I'll tell you what, I knew that before I read the Bible. 
How about that? I knew that. I just didn't know what to do about it. But God has a remedy, and his name is Jesus. And I'm going to tell you right here, right now, what you do about it. You call on the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, what do we do? We believe and we can trust. And so if there's one here today that's not sure 100% if they died today that they would go to heaven, I want them to listen, Lord. Help them listen, Lord. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means all of us have sinned in our life. All of us have missed the mark. But the Bible says that there's only one way to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Lord, you know, I talk to people all the time and I ask them, if you die tonight, would you go to heaven? And I hear so many things. I hope so. Maybe. I don't know. And I said, well, why would you go to heaven? Why would the Lord let you in heaven? And they say, well, well, I'm a pretty good person. And I ask them these things. And I said, if you're a good person, have you ever lied? And they go, yeah. Have you ever stolen anything? Yeah. Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? Yeah. I said, then we're not a good person, are we? I'm in the same boat as you. That's why the Bible is so true. It is the exact truth. It says, all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. So we establish that understanding that we've all missed the mark. And then the Lord prepares their heart to hear this message that I'm going to tell you right now. So we understand that we missed the mark. So we understand that we're in sin. We understand that our sin separates us from awesome, amazing, holy God. But I want to tell you the good news is this, that his love for you was so great that the penalty that we were going to receive, Jesus took upon himself so that you didn't have to, so that you would have a way back to that right relationship from our very beginning. If that's you today and you say, well, you know what? That makes sense to me, buddy. What must I do? The Bible says, what must I do to be saved? It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, right here where you're at. If that's you, look up here. I want to pray with you. Just pray this. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I receive your son Jesus as my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you're here today and he says, yeah, I've done that. But it's been a long time since I walked with the Lord. Well, you know what? Come on back today. Understand today that your sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. Never be. Understand that God says, you know what? I've made a way. And his name is Jesus. Father God, I thank you for souls being saved today. I thank you for those that are here today and they called upon your name. Lord, praise you. Wrap your arms around and help us to be that place to grow them and encourage them. What can I do? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Lead us today, Lord. Empty us and fill us with yourself, Lord, so we're more like you. That we're gracious. That we're committed to seeing souls saved. Lives changed. And ears and eyes are open to the truth of the gospel message. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen.